Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at Stay on Target Podcast. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the Disney streaming service. This is breaking news breaking for tonight. News. I've been, I feel like I've been very distracted for the past hour, yeah. just like looking and reading things about it, texting our reporter in the field, Megan Ledford, about it. That's right. Um, and, uh, you know, she's been she's who alerted me to it. Yeah. So we'll talk about all the details Dude, about this that. This is the second week in a row that Megan Ledford is coming with the hot scoops. That's true. While we were recording. It is. Man. We, uh, yeah, I kind of I like this. This Huge uh, shout out to Megan. Yeah. Thank you for being, you know, the, the bringer of news. A stay on target reporter in the field. Yeah. It's like you're just like in, in the know, you know? Yeah. It's oh, great. Yeah. She knows for anybody else. That's right. She's just constantly just like out there trolling like the internet. She's hiding looking, in bushes, like waiting, following Bob Iger around. Waiting you know? through all the 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 fake news, all the crap right. on there. That's finding right. Finding the fresh scoops. I, I I just envisioned her with the the Sherlock Holmes hat yeah. and a giant magnifying glass. Yes, I'm in. You know, oh, wait, just looking through piles of internet. <laughs> yeah. There's just they're like magazines. You know? Yeah. Just, oh, what's over here on this internet over here? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so John, oh, we'll talk about that later. Man. That's right. We also have a pick of the week for you and That's some right. other news. Yeah. But first, what have you been up to this week? So this week, uh, I haven't been up to a ton. I've been playing some some more Assassin's Creed Odyssey, some more uh, Apex Legends. I've won a couple more times in Apex. And I was saying to you, hmm. I feel like with Apex Legends, I have now reached the point where I have reached... It's been a long time yeah. since I've reached this point in first-person shooters just in general. Oh. Um, where I feel like I'm pretty like good. Like yeah. I feel like... There's, the, you know, you feel, feel like uh, the entire field is out there, yeah. and I'm somewhere above the middle, you know, where mm-hmm. like other other first person shooters, I always feel like I'm like in the bottom like thirty percent, in the bottom like forty percent. Even with Destiny, even with Destiny, really, so, like in competitive like side of things, because okay. like as far well, as I guess, like trials or something like that, yeah, right. Like, but you know, that's the thing is like if I go into Destiny and play PVE, it's like oh, I feel like I'm better than most, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm great there. But like you throw me up against other players, and I'm like, oh, I don't. There's no way I know this. Yeah. But like as far as Apex goes, like I know all of the guns, I know all of the locations. I feel like I, I have a, an awareness of like what needs to happen, when and where, and where people are most likely going to be looking whenever I'm coming at them from. Mm. Anyway, there's just there's a level that I've reached in Apex where I feel like I'm like, man, I, I, I haven't felt this way about a first-person shooter since probably Black Ops 3. Which was a fantastic... Wait, not Black Ops 3. Oh, Black Ops 2. Black Ops That's 2. Black Ops 2. That's the one. Which yeah. is fantastic. Which is multiplayer. great. Multiplayer. My favorite multiplayer yeah. of all time. Yeah. I would go play that right now. I would too. I think it's still live. We should do it. It, it is available. Like, We're it shutting off does the podcast. We're gonna go play Black Ops Two. <laughs> We're out, guys. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Like, oh, so I apparently need to play some Apex with you because uh, I want to win. Yeah. And <laughs> um, I just haven't. I man, dude. I uh, there's just uh, it's too much to play. There's so many games. So much to play right now. And all of my time just being sucked up by the division. Yeah, I was about to say you've been dividing <laughs> things. Like you've been dividing things left and right with that. You know. Yeah, I've, uh, like I sat down the other night on the couch with my Switch next to me, meaning 100% to play uh, some Baba Is You. Yeah. Uh, didn't I played the division? You were telling me about about Baba Is You. Um, yeah. And you should tell everyone about that for sure. I'm really just like regurgitating what Josh Fulton told me and caused me to buy it. Uh, <laughs> it's a puzzle puzzler. It came out, I think, last week. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's been out for a week and a half. It's so. based on like so. Baba is you is the name of the the game, but and that's like the, like the first thing. Baba is you, so the character is you, but you can rearrange words. So mm-hmm. if like if there's like a sentence that says uh, Baba is you and um, uh, like wall is solid, you can move, you know, and say wall is you. And then leave Baba alone, and then so like the wall is no longer solid, and then you can move the wall. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's just weird things, weird weird ways to yeah um, solve puzzles. And like rock is you, rock is win, and then you win. Yes, yeah, things like yeah, there's yeah. like flag, yeah, like things like that. <laughs> um, and so it's like uh, I I've, I just haven't I haven't gotten into it yet. Is Baba a sheep? I have no clue, dude. I'm pretty sure Baba. The is only a sheep. thing it makes me think of whenever we say the word Baba is Baba Yaga. Mm-hmm. That the the, the 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 nightmarish character that uh, one, like I don't remember his name. One of the guys talks about in Ant Man. That's right. 
That's right. Well, I mean, uh, th- that's there also was it D- Ant Man two. There's DLC for um, uh, Tomb Raider. The the rise of oh, the tumor. Yeah. And it was it was the Baba Yaga DLC. Oh, yeah, I and forgot so, like, about that. Where it was a witch or something like that. Like no anyway, clue. it's yes. That's, I, those are other games I need to. But finish. yeah, I think I think Baba is a sheep as okay. well, and so you are technically a sheep. So you know, just running around here. Yeah. But then sometimes you're other things. Sometimes you're like you said, the wall. Yeah. Or the robot. Or yeah. Whatever. So really, all I've been I've I've been doing three things, John. Okay, hit me the three things. Uh, fighting. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> what? Street fights, <laughs> b-ball, and street fights." And basically, if you listen to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like sound the the uh, the intro song, <laughs> yes. that's what's happening. That's that's me. <laughs> I'm at the first part of that. Yeah. Um, no, uh, I've been uh, watching baseball. Yeah. Uh, playing the division, yeah, and working out. It's very nice that the baseball is back. Yeah, those are the those are the. Oh, I know, man. Okay, so it's this so is the thing. Nice. Like I, oh gosh, man. It's good, like because occasionally, it's just good like, for the soul. I really enjoy. Like I don't watch the, watch that many of the games. Yeah. these days, but I'll check the scores. Yeah, like and it's so nice to be able to check the scores and actually have a score to check. Yeah, where you're like, oh. How did we? How did the Cardinals do today? Right. And I'll just find out. And so, th- and and we won't dwell here long. But that is the that is the like that's the mindset in which we grew up in yeah. because that's like what everyone in St. Louis does mm-hmm. in Southern Illinois. It doesn't matter even if you really even like baseball, yeah, or who you are, whether you're a CEO or you're just like a uh, somebody just like on the street, well, like, like like us. <laughs> yeah, you know whether or not the Cardinals won or lost. Yeah. Like this, it's just like it's just common knowledge. Well, I'll go, I'll go one further and say like the energy, no, oh, totally, just completely changes depending on one or the other. Like if the Cardinals lost, it's like ooh, uh, oh man, well, uh, like, you know we got uh, who knows what things. But today's not going great. Yeah, you know? well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we go that far because we still enjoy like well, <laughs> hey, they yeah, didn't, it's, they it's didn't do it. Okay, yeah, you know, like, oh, there's, but there's always game tomorrow. It's not like we you know? riot in the streets. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. We're not flipping over cars and burn things down. Hundred percent. <laughs> but it is there's like this extra bit of like happiness there's extra oh, bit totally. of energy whenever the Cardinals yeah, yeah. won last so night. um <laughs> yes and so like and and i think number one it means like summer's here even though it's spring summer's and here even though there's a snowstorm in like half of the, like the united states <laughs> totally. right now well and 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 that baseball spans from spring to fall you know right. like but you know it's just like it's 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 getting starting to get, be warmer outside baseball um i love the fact that it gives you something to look forward to every day mm-hmm. like Hey, what am I doing tonight? I don't know, but the Cardinals are playing, so I can listen to that while I'm working out, or I, you know, yeah. I can watch that, sit on the couch, and watch that baseball game, you know, and That's right. read or do whatever. Like, I mean, it's just like it's just it gives you something to look forward to every day, That's right. you know, like um, as as opposed to the winter months when there's nothing to look forward to, you know. I- <laughs> Besides Christmas, and that's it. Once that's that, that's gone. You're just uh, the. Uh, it's it's funny to me that. Growing up, before there was like Netflix, before there was like access to like these like infinite entertainment. Yeah, I like, could watch anything. Sources. I like, could I could watch something new for the every day for the rest of my life. Right, and never finish it. I I think I, I went like out and into the world and did just with no plans, unknown things like oh I'm just gonna go somewhere. Yeah, like you did that more because you were like there's totally. nothing. Like now it's like well I could go somewhere. Or there's a new season on Netflix. Yeah, I could just pop that on. Night or made. Or it's, or it's even like <laughs> I, I love it. It's, it's great. Even, like it used to be. Like, well, do we watch um, Pirates of the Caribbean for the tenth time, <laughs> or do we yeah. just sit here and read or something? Yeah. And now it's like, well, you can you could just watch something you've never watched before, yeah. like on streaming services. And you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like you know, with the advent of easy information at our fingertips. Yeah. We rely on that a whole lot more. Like, do we, and that's what, do we actually like find things that we like and then do we invest time into it or, and do we, do we actually fully appreciate them? So like, mm. for instance, whenever I re- rewatch and I do this all the time, Seinfeld, like just mm-hmm. repeatedly, just rewatch that. Yeah. I appreciate it more the more I watch it. Same thing with The Office. If mm-hmm. I read whenever I rewatch that, or like yeah. right now I'm going back through It's Always Sunny for the second time. I'm like, holy cow! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is more of a genius show than yeah. whenever I watched it the first time. Uh-huh. Um, 
and even movies are like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whenever I watched rewatched uh, Thor Ragnarok, I'm like, oh man, yeah. I just don't like I think but I've I've been making more of a conscious decision to do that mm-hmm. in the last I would say like year and a half, yeah. two years than than um since before the advent of like streaming services like you're talking about yeah. where I could just watch something new all the time. Right. Well, I mean, like I feel like it's also funny because everybody's slightly different. Like I've watched Phineas and Ferb that entire series so many times at this point. I've watched the entirety of Clone Wars so many times because it was available on these streaming services. And I'm yeah, I'm not knocking the streaming services. No, I know, I know. Yeah. But like at, at the same time, there are people that, that like literally never that I've talked to that never revisit something yeah. where that's like where they get their enjoyment is like even if I watch something and it's like infinitely worse than if I had just rewatched Thor Ragnarok, it's a new thing. It excites me because it's a new yeah. thing, and I'm just gonna watch new thing. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, that's interesting. I get well, and, and I guess it comes down to it's like why am I watching? I uh, this is okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let, let's let's dig deeper to your John. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get let's that shovel. Lay me man. down here Bring on the couch. Here. Lay me down on the couch and just analyze me. <laughs> I think it co- comes down to like why am I actually watching this? Am I mm-hmm. watching this just to fill a void or to for no there to be some kind of noise in my life so yeah. I don't have to like you know sit here and actually think about things. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't have to actually think about my own and deal, you know, decisions. And, yeah, and deal with life or emotions or anything. <laughs> the horrors of real life. I'd rather you know? be feel whatever they want me to feel rather than whatever I actually do feel. Yeah. Or <laughs> do I want to take control of my life and say, I want to be happy right now, so I watch Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like this is something that I enjoy. I am going to spend time on this. And I think that that is part of why like I I watch it because like I don't like a lot of times, whenever I go into like a movie or something like that, it's you go on such an emotional roller coaster in a movie for like oh totally two hours, right? Yeah. And it's like oh man, you get these highs and these lows, and then it's, who knows where it ends up. Yeah. And so rather than going on the emotional roller coaster that I that that somebody else wants me to go on, I'm just like no, I'm just gonna go over here and go on this emotional roller coaster yeah. that I already know. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. Like again, like you go on a, into a, a a theme park. It's the it's literal roller coasters, and it's like, do I go on the one that I that I already know and like know that I really love, or do I go on this other one that's like, yeah, could end up dying on it, you yeah. know? Same reason I don't uh, I don't take a I don't go on I don't run on the roads I don't normally run on. <laughs> that's true. You know, because it's scary down there. I don't know what's down there. It is fun whenever you do that, where you're like, okay, I'm gonna branch, I'm gonna go that way. Yeah, then you get chased by a little schnauzer. And- <laughs> Yeah, throw your water bottle at it. Sounds like we're in a very specific (laughs) (laughs) real life situation now, Chris. (laughs) I won't I won't uh, I won't confirm or deny that. Oh I will say I beat that schnauzer. (laughs) I will say that running in Nashville, not like physically. I just I ran it. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to be clear there. Yes, I didn't I didn't beat it. Physically, a hundred percent. Let's be crystal clear on that. <laughs> gotcha. He his legs just weren't as long as mine. <laughs> the uh, if he had legs as long as mine, I'd be in trouble. Fascinating how fast tiny small Little animals, animals are. are. Yeah, yes. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> it's because their heart is so close to the muscles that their heart fuels that they can move them faster. Well, I think it's that. I think it's the four legs, dude. <laughs> I, I think because they have muscles in all four of them, <sighs> they can just like. I don't know. But regardless. <laughs> Animal metabolisms are very different than human metabolisms. Human metabolisms, you can fuel and run at the same time. Mm. And so, uh, like, so you can just keep going technically forever. Yeah. Whereas yeah. animal metabolisms, they got to stop sometime. We are, can't we are deep anyway, into the weeds. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, what do you, what does everyone out there do? Do you guys yeah. rewatch things? Do you go back to the, you know, the, you know, oh, this is my, my chocolate ice cream entertainment. Mm-hmm. Or do you guys just do the new things? Just, oh, yeah. let's do some Spumoni. Let's do this yeah. strange nutty blast of <laughs> <laughs> wow flavor. Um, oh, only other thing that I have in this section, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. To, I was like, well, what? What do I even here? say now? And I don't even know. <laughs> This I haven't, we haven't reached that point on this podcast in a long time. <laughs> long time. I've got some fun mail. Oh, okay. It's a uh, it's it's something where we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. It's a it's the Celeste oh, yes. cassette tape. Nice, dude. Um, is this the, the B sides or no? The, uh... I already had the B sides. Okay. This is the regular soundtrack. Okay. So now I have the soundtrack and the B sides on cassettes. That is amazing. And uh, and I very much enjoy 
the look of both these. The thing is, I like the art on the uh, the the normal soundtrack because it's got you know less sure. space on it a little bit. This one just has like the track listing on the B sides. That's kind of weird. Um, but then the tape is slightly different. The tape of the B sides looks exactly like the in-game yeah. uh, cassette tapes that you pick up in uh, the game to unlock the B-sides of the levels. And then the Celeste uh, soundtrack has just the, the title Celeste across mm. the top. So anyway, I'm, I'm very happy to have these That's cassette awesome. tapes. I don't know why the B-sides cassette like has the track listing on the cover. It's kind of weird. I, I, I want to say like if you like open it up... I don't know. There's not like, a ton of information. Like, no, what's on it's the not back reversible it? either. It's uh, huh. it's literally just got information on the different composers and things like that on the inside. Weird. So it is very strange. Like I the, the uh, it's it, I like both of them. I'm totally. glad I have both yeah. of them. But again, like I do like the cassette of the B sides better. Yeah. And then the the liner of the um, normal soundtrack better. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of music, John. Yes. This weekend is oh, record store day. It is That's uh, right. a day that um, I. I love. I don't. Th- I haven't been able to. I, I'm just. I was trying to think. I don't. I haven't been able to take part in Record Store Day for the past. I think three years. That's fascinating. Because um, like the two years ago, uh, Catherine and I did it. Um, yeah. And you definitely weren't there that time. No. Um, last year, I don't think either of us went. No. Um, and I'm not sure what I was doing that time. But, I, I mean, know. both both years, the past two years, at least two years for sure. I know. Maybe three. Uh, I have uh, been on work trips. Um, over that this weekend, and so like I haven't been able to uh, head out to anywhere here in town. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this year. the The collector's item for this year, John. Yes, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, the soundtrack, not the score, but the soundtrack with like all the uh, original songs mm-hmm. um, by different various artists. Um, there's going to be a uh, a a version of that out. It's a two LP disc vinyl record with a 3D lenticular cover. I'm so excited about that. I am too. The thing is, like, it, it's already like it exists, not in the 3D cover, and yeah. so like well, it's it like, will exist. Later, it will exist. Yeah, later, later this month. month. If so, if I don't get it, yeah, it's like, I'm definitely going to pick up that one without the 3D cover, like, because that's just like I love into the. But if I can get the 3D cover, why not? But dude, the 3D cover. Like I, the the comic books, the New Fifty Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, whenever they did the villains covers, uh-huh. and they had the, like the the lenticular three uh, D covers, those were fascinating and amazing. Like, yeah. And so to have a visual, like what what is one of the most visually stunning movies uh-huh. I've ever I've seen in a long time, or yep. ever seen, honestly, um, in a unique visually stunning format on vinyl is really appealing to me. Yeah. So. Um, that, like that one's the the big one. Like where it's like there's some other ones. There's like the Woodstock release where yeah. it's like the you know the board mix of uh, the Woodstock album and stuff like that. That sounds really cool. Yeah. But the the Spider Verse one in the 3D lenticular cover, I'm so like that's the one I'll be bummed if I don't get it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I think hey, let me let me uh, I I took screenshots of the ones I'm going to um, let's see here. I'm going to try to pick up. Uh, oh yeah, there was a Elton John live from Moscow. I'm gonna pick up. There was a uh, uh, Peter Gabriel, <laughs> uh, nice. all of his movie songs. I want Book of Love. That's what I want. That's just that's the only song I want. I care about on that. Um, Lost in Translation soundtrack. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then uh, Into the Spider Verse, of course, the Woodstock album you already mentioned. Then that's pretty much it. That's what that's what I'm looking for this time around. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Fun fact, like I was looking back, I was like, did I go last year? I don't know. I don't think we went last year like to uh, Record Store Day because I think we were out of town, like is what mm. I'm looking at in my, my photos. Um, but um, around this time last year, God of War came out. And oh, that wow. was a huge part of my last year. I remember whenever you uh, went and picked that up after the uh, the um, the podcast, the podcast oh, one dude, time. It was, it, was, uh, it was kind of one of those impulse, like, oh, I'm going to pre-order this. And then, then I went and picked up. Um, I also, let me see, where was that? Toys R Us. Our oh, last visit man. to Toys R Us was around this time last year. Oh my gosh! So that's also like kind of sad. At that's the same crazy. Time, so it's crazy that that yeah. was a year ago. Well, so technically, I guess Desmond did. Like, yeah, he did. In fact, go to uh, to go to Toys R Us before he, did? he was born. Nice. <laughs> so that's it's awesome. like, yeah, that's you know, that's awesome. It's also sad. We yeah. have to go to Canada to bring him to Toys R Us. There's like um, a couple of them up there. I don't have anything else. All I've been doing is the division as far as games. <laughs> um, but I do have a pick of the week. Pick of the week. Chris, what's your pick of the week? 
My pick of the week is actually an old movie. Not what? not an old movie, not like a classic movie, <laughs> but an older movie. I recently watched Annihilation. Did I talk about this on the podcast yet? Um, you, I think you said like I don't. I don't think we talked about it. Uh, I, I don't think, think we, we talked about, about it on the before podcast. it came out. Yeah, oh, we never talked about it after. Long time ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if you want to watch it right now, it's on Hulu, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I definitely recommend checking it out. So yeah. it's, it's by the director of Ex Machina. It stars Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaacs. Doesn't it uh, have there's a, there's, the cast is relatively large as well. Um, yeah, uh, it's eh, I wouldn't say re- I wouldn't say large. Let me here. Let me pull it up. Uh, it's not like it's not like a uh, there's maybe six main characters right. in there. But fun fact, um, I just meant like it was like uh, heavy hitting, like big, you know, bigger names. Oh, I see like you're just like oh, this is a really big cast, or like big as in anyway. I'm saying it all wrong. Anyway. Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, Tessa Thompson, Benedict mm-hmm. Wang. I mean, you've you've seen these people before, but they're not like right. A-listers. Oscar Isaacs. Uh, that's it, really. As the <laughs> yeah, Gina Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Um, In the UK, this launched simultaneously to theaters and Netflix. Yeah, I know. Um, and now it's on Hulu here. Weird. Which is weird. Uh, I don't. I, I don't see why. Like I. Like I. And it and it did relatively well. Yeah. Like it, it did well enough here. Um, it's it's actually it makes me think. It's a thinker. Mm. It's a sci-fi thinker, mm. and it's very very much well worth the watch. I do enjoy sci-fi thinkers. Yeah, um, it's one of those things that you will think a lot about. I think after it's over, and you're yeah. like, hmm. It's based on loosely based on a book series uh, that I. It makes me actually want to read the book, but the movie is only based on the first book. Mm-hmm. And at the time they made the movie, there were no subsequent books. Mm-hmm. So I think like maybe like it probably like the universe probably ends up different. I don't know. It was for funny. sure. I can't remember where I was listening to an interview with the director or the writer or some uh, the writer. Um, but I was listening to an interview with the writer. Um, and he said that whenever he adapted it, the way that I mean, he, it was, he, he wrote and directed the, it, Alex Gar- Garland. The, the way that he adapted it was like he read the book, yeah, thought it was really cool, and then like didn't like go back and like read it a bunch again. Like he literally just like okay, what like if I were to just tell someone now, yeah. based on what I've read this first pass, like what is this is the story yeah here are the things that stuck got to me is like and that's the movie we made yeah yeah you know and so it's like it's just a, it's a fascinating like it would be interesting to see like with this comparison with the book like so i would be interested oh, yeah. if you read the book I, yeah see like what I, it would be so i didn't know anything about this movie until i watched it and then i started like digging in like okay what is what is what's to do with the book like show mm-hmm. you this thing and there's actually like apparently um after whenever the movie came out like just some hubbub from fans of the book who didn't like the movie because oh, yeah. like for instance like well, I think it all—it all comes down to the fact that he like started and wrote the screenplay on this base based on it before the second book ever came out. So like mm-hmm. things like the main, like well, the lead, uh, some of the the main characters um, were described as like they were upset. Like okay, Natalie Portman. I think I can't remember if it was like they were just a different ethnicity, mm. but they didn't establish that till the second book. And so, like, they didn't know that whenever they made the yeah, movie. Yeah, so the casting like, calls, like, I mean, oh, no. It's not, it's yeah. not like, a, you can't hold that against them. Well, I mean, especially, like, if the bo- other books haven't come out. Like, I, no, they, my they thing is, Yeah, whenever it, whenever he wrote the thing and, and shot it all, if, you know. If, you know, if the final book of, uh, what you know, whatever it is. The, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones finally ever yeah. comes out. It's like, you're, I guarantee you're going to get people that are like, oh, why didn't they make the show this, you know, these right. changes and these things. Totally. So, yeah, I could see that. I could see that being a, a point of contention. Yeah. Um, I also think, like, just in general, like, the fact that he did that with a story where he's like, oh, I read it once. Or, yeah. And then, like, did these, like, what stuck out to me as the main points. And so it's essentially, it's like, it's it's his interpretation of this yeah. thing. Which and, I find, I find that. That approach fascinating. It's fascinating, but I could see if you were a hardcore fan of like sure. the the book or really enjoyed the book, like you could get pretty upset about that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, it was mean, a good story without your changes. Why'd you make these changes? Yeah, I, th- I feel like I've come to the point in my life though where like even if I'm a fan of a book, yeah. I don't expect a one to one translation of it. Oh, well, you can't. Um, kind of the best uh, in my mind. Like some of the best um, adaptations aren't like they they aren't a one-to-one like that some of the best yeah. parts of the lord of the rings like the original trilogy yeah were not in the books you know it's True. like oh or it's like this tweaked from the book and then some of the worst parts of the hobbit are are <laughs> the direct, parts that are not in the books yeah yeah they're directly from you <laughs> no, know right Peter jackson's brain white so. work yeah uh yes I, I agreed um and you know i think like you know when you think about things like the hunger game series 
it wasn't the it wasn't the things that were changed that made the first movie so unlikable. Yeah. Um, it was the things that were changed for no reason. Yeah. Uh, I think, and I think it all comes down to, it doesn't, it doesn't come down to what you do. It comes down to the intent of it. Yeah. So like, like, let's, let's look at the Hobbit, you know, with the white orc, the intent there is to, to give them, you know, like, uh, some kind of like, uh, someone chasing them. Yeah. Like like a motivation to 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 keep moving mm-hmm. like but they didn't really need that Mm-mm. like that wasn't a a something that was lacking they already had a motivation well I mean the, you know I obviously in the original uh, Lord of the Rings you know trilogy that Peter Jackson did like that there was an element of time that was like up against them there and they had the Nazgul like, you know chasing them right or whatever and like, so like I could see how he would maybe think that maybe we need that in this one but in the Hobbit the book like it never lacked. For motivation, like no. uh, the motivation was like to get this, you know, to get the, get this treasure. Yeah, to get this treasure, and yeah. like that should be motivation enough for these characters. Um, totally. To re- hey, regain, to retake my throne, and like all of these things. So, and for you know, Bilbo was like, oh, well, I'm just along for the ride. You know, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm going on an adventure. I'm just here. I'm on an adventure. Yeah. So like, it, it the motivation is in yeah. is ingrained into that story, regardless yeah. of a orc chasing you. You know, and and so yeah, to elevate, you know a fake reason to keep moving and it's like oh to keep bringing it up i feel like if it was if it was a single thing that like oh this thing's chasing you and like it pops up near the end or something like that oh they finally caught you you know that's a cool thing maybe but like the fact that it was like every other scene it felt yeah. like we were like flashing back to this the this orc and it's like oh that's chasing us <laughs> gonna get him and I, yeah you never understand what's going anyway why uh yeah so like um, but I loved anyway. Go back to my original thing, Annihilation. Watch it; it's cool. great. I highly recommend it. Kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a thriller. Just lay that out there. It's got some really cool music in it. Crosby, Stills, and Nash throw, show up. Ooh, like literally, like they're in it. Like you no, know, <laughs> no. But one of our favorite songs by them shows up. Oh, ooh. actually, in the first like two minutes okay. of the movie. Okay. So like, it's helplessly hoping. That's awesome. I love, a movie, a song I don't think I've ever seen in a movie. I love "Helplessly Hoping." Yeah, it's such a good, good song. And the, I think the the composer did some cool stuff with like some really scary, like atmospheric stuff. I think it was nominated for an Oscar for the soundtrack. Let me look. I think it was visual effects too, like um, potentially. They moved the like where the there we go. Okay, um, uh, awesome film critics. Maybe not. Maybe not an uh, an Oscar. I thought it was for sure, but maybe not. Mm. My nominee. No, maybe not. Hmm. Anyway, uh, really great soundtrack. There's a cool guitar like theme that comes in and out in there. I like it. You'll see. You'll know what I'm talking about when I like it happens. A, I like a good guitar theme. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch this because I've been waiting for it to hit Netflix, and now it's over on Hulu. Is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah. So you can yeah. totally watch it. Gonna have to do it. Uh, my pick of the week this week, Chris, is the uh, Nintendo Labo VR. Mm. And the reason this is my pick of the week is because I'm very like. I wasn't interested in it, but then they announced two things with it. It's going to f- have VR modes. Like if you have this thing, it's a little cardboard thing that you build and you slide your switch into it. And just like the other Labo VR kind of, or Labo stuff, like it has like these other attachments. Where there's like a pedal where there's a VR game that you're driving and then you push the pedal and it like blows wind in your face. They're like, what? there's a, yeah, no. this, what these, are you talking about? The Nintendo Labo VR. Like what has, will blow actual wind in your so face? So the pedal has a big fan on it. And so whenever you hit the pedal, it'll like whoosh, it'll blow like a big fan will blow air on your face. What what use is that? It, I'm not sure. So maybe big, a big maybe it'll wave help nausea. Wind. I think it's like supposed to be like they're going to design it in the game. It's it to like do something where you're like jumping up and down or something like that. Whenever you hit the pedal, and it'll blow air in your face or something. Anyway, the none of that appealed to me. I was like, okay, all of this sounds very very gimmicky, very very strange VR kind of tech demo-y stuff. Yeah. Like the other kind of uh, Labo stuff was. And uh, and doesn't appeal to me. And, but then they announced that there's going to be a VR mode for uh, uh, Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey. And that, the gameplay looks like you're just sitting in a chair and you're running Mario around you as you look around at him. And he can collect the coins and has all these different tasks. And so they have a, a, a few worlds that they've designed for VR. For is it in, is it in 2D or is it kind of like a, 
Super Lucky's tail. Yeah, we're like, well, it's it's uh, you're not running behind him, like he's running around you. What does um, that mean? So it, almost like you're looking, you're sitting in a stationary spot in the world. Okay. And there's like coins and platforms so and things around him. you. The camera doesn't follow him. Right. Like you have to look around and, okay. and control him to to go wherever you're looking. Strange. You know? And uh, so it'll be it'll be interesting to try that because it's specifically designed for the VR. Like yeah. these are levels they're specifically designed for it. But then another one that confused me even more than that one was the uh, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild will have a VR mode for the entire game. So third person camera. In VR, behind... Third, it's not first person, it's third it's, person. I think it's third person, behind Link, and they showed him riding a horse, and you're like, how is this... How are they doing this in, in 3D? How is this different or from... in, in from, uh, VR. How is this different from me just, like, putting my face two inches from the screen? I, uh, or sitting and playing this on a huge screen TV? Other than the fact that it'll be in 3D. No, like, true, you know, guess, one, yeah, yeah. one eye is, is slightly shifted from the other, so, like, everything is in that true kind of 3D um, that VR puts out there like and that's what confuses like you look me. around like that, that's the part like i don't know if you have control of with your neck or if you have control you got to have control with that right stick though because you got to aim and stuff like that like that's how are you gonna hold it up to your face this is the other question it doesn't have a strap like the 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 vr unit is just a cardboard box that you hold up to your head and so i'm like are we doing like a uh, virtual boy <laughs> where, oh gosh. where it's like oh it's on the table and we put our face into it we're you gonna know? Be, all be face down on a table <laughs> yeah basically playing a game <laughs> and, we're gonna look like uh ostriches with our heads in the sand vr you're supposed to like take breaks like pretty frequently but if you if you play breath of the wild it's like, oh, that's like a 120 hour game sometimes yeah, I don't you know wrong with that i mean there's there's a uh, skyrim vr you know like, yeah that's I mean, true i mean i don't you know i i'm sure it's not great that i sit three <laughs> three feet from my tv so and i sit there for hours and play games. That's right. It's fine. But I mean, we've done that our entire lives, and we're fine. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's we just... try, you know, blind as a bat, but you know, just... <laughs> like can't see colors in the dark anymore. The but you know, thing, it's fine. The other thing about this that kind of like blows my mind and stuff is like the nausea aspect of it. Like it, it, most of the time, people who do VR will say, "Oh, it has to be like and." 60 frames per second or higher minimum per eye basically yeah per eye saying. yeah and in order to not get this massive amount of like i'm going to throw up and so breath of the wild is in 30 frames per second and then if it so runs like 15 per eye. if it runs into trouble like um where like oh in the original before they patched it which they've patched it numerous times for to to get this out of there if there was a very grassy field that i walked into i was like oh i'm just this is a very like slow down the slowdown was real there um where it dropped down to like 20 frames per second and so like it it kind of like concerns me what kind of an experience we're looking at with the vr mode in breath of the wild but i'm excited about it and I'm definitely down to try it because I think it's only like 40 bucks or something like that for the kit. Yeah. And like you just build it and try out these experiences. Seems like it could be fun. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely try it out. Um, it, if it works, man, that's awesome. And then if it works, I'm like, why in the world does VR cost so much? <laughs> and if it, Nintendo's making it out of cardboard. Yeah. Why in the world didn't we make this out of something more substantial than cardboard? Is that what maybe, I was maybe that too? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm probably gonna make a strap for my head if I uh, if the options are like I'm just holding the switch up to my face, like like a like this. Yeah. Um, or I create some sort of a duct tape oh, strap. You, you know, know we're gonna put my face head face down on a table. I can't imagine. That sounds, sounds insane. Let me duct tape this to a hat at least. Yeah. You know? Something. Um, like, and a lot of like VR headsets will have like a counterweight in the back. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Well, you have to hold it onto your head. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll see. It sounds interesting. <laughs> I I don't know enough about it necessarily until I get my hands on it mm -hmm. to have an informed opinion about it. Mm -hmm. Other than it sounds super shady. <laughs> it sounds like I'm very skeptical, but intrigued. Sure. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the that's where the I'm games at. sound cool. Yeah. Ish. It's just, I have no idea about the VR implementation, man. Yeah. Well, Chris. Yeah. Now that we've done that, I think it's time for the news! The news, Chris. Yeah. So, 
Um, let's start with some rumors. We don't normally talk about rumors. But we're sitting here on Thursday night, uh, April, is this the 11th? That is It is the 11th. Correct. April 11th. Uh, Star Wars Celebration starts tomorrow. Um, there is Well, a- technically, like, you could get in, like, for earlier things it, Thursday. Like, Thursday was the day that it, like, it opened. But there, the main events are all, like, tomorrow. Like, the panels and things like that are, like, tomorrow. Cool. Uh, yes. So the the panel that sorry, I just got a text from uh, old Jay Pinions himself. Ooh. So I was distracted there for a second. I mean, of course. Yeah. We've got um, multiple, you know, people out in the field. I know. I just, you know, I just got, I just got things happening. Things you are, never know. You never know what's going to happen on this show. Things are a buzz. It could just be breaking news just any second. Yeah. That was not breaking news. <laughs> that was not. Breaking that was just uh, just talk. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, there is a stream happening tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central Time. That is supposedly when we are supposed to get our first look, and they are supposed to get their first look at the trailer Mm. for episode nine with Mm. a name reveal. And then sometime in the afternoon, is it tomorrow or is it Sunday, we're supposed to get some uh, footage of or a trailer for or some more information about... (laughs) <laughs> respawns yeah. Jedi Fallen Order game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a time for that too, isn't there? Didn't you put that on there the calendar? There is a time. I put that on the calendar. I think it's a 1 p.m. tomorrow or Saturday. 1 p.m. Saturday, Central Time. 1 p.m. Central Time. Yep. Um, in, in Chicago, where it's at. And then there's this rumor floating out there that we could possibly get or they will possibly see uh, the first full episode of The Mandalorian ah, so coming excited. to Star Wars streaming service. This weekend. Very excited. All of that, though, it might, some of it is varying degrees of certainty. All of that could and possibly will happen this mm-hmm. weekend. We don't know any of that. We can't tell you any of that. Those are all rumors. That's right. Well, well we, I mean, we do know the respawn thing. We do know that that's happening. Like, more information about that is going to happen. Um, and we kind of know when that is. Right. Um, we just don't know that. Yes, we don't know what that is, though. Right. So there's not, not really much to... We don't normally report on that stuff. That's correct. Well, Until there's, like, hard and fast things to talk about. What we can report on is Disney's Disney Plus streaming service. That is correct. So I'm going to read a, an article. It's kind of lengthy, but we'll get there, by Todd Spangler from Variety. Uh, Disney Plus will launch in the U.S. on November 12th, 2019, and will cost $6.99 per month, $6.99. The company announced nearly half of Netflix's standard $12.99 plan. Mm. The subscription view-on-demand service represents Disney's next major foray into the video streaming wars. By pricing it well below Netflix, the mouse house is betting it can rapidly drive up Disney Plus customer base with a melange of content that appeals to multiple demographics, including movies and TV shows from its Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and Disney brands. Can I just give a shout-out to how, like, this is written incredibly fun. Like, yeah. the, the melange, like, that word, yeah. I was just like, that's a great word. They <laughs> called it the the, the streaming wars, uh-huh. and then the mouse house. Uh, it's so dynamic. It's like, wow. The company announced the pricing, launch date, and other details Thursday at Disney's 2019 Investor Day in Burbank, California. Asked by an analyst about why it set the $6.99 price point, Disney chairman and CEO Bob Iger said, quote, This is our first serious foray in, in this space, and we want to reach as many people as possible with it, end quote. In 2000, 2018, Disney movies grossed more than $7 billion, and quote, We believe that demand will translate to Disney+, Plus, end quote, said Kevin Mayer, chairman of Disney's direct-to-consumer and international business segment. Quote, we're confident consumers are going to love this service, end quote. At launch, Disney Plus will include 7,500 episodes, including from 25 original series, 400 library movie titles, and 100 recent theatrical films releases, according to Agnes Chu, Senior VP of Content, Disney Plus. That includes exclusive rights to all 30 seasons of The Simpsons, which Disney obtained through the acquisition of 21st Century Fox. In year five of Disney+, Plus, the company expects to have an annual production slate of some 50 originals, Chu, Chu said. 50 original Disney shows, bro. That's crazy. That's wild. Pro- and, and like, I mean, I, well, didn't they announce... Uh, so is that... Can you, can you verify for me? Yes. Um, did they announce a Hawkeye series this week? Yes. So like there were four series that they have in the Marvel universe that are announced. Let me look those up. Yeah, quick. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Hawkeye was one of them. I think we're. I mean, we could. Let, I'll just 
well, let's think for a minute. Moment. <laughs> I mean, we've got Star Wars universe, Marvel, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. Like we could. I mean, we could end up with a ton, 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 ton of series that we've just all kind of dreamed of. Yeah. You know? So we have four different uh, Disney plus Marvel shows. There's the Loki show, which I'm most excited about. Forgot about that, yeah. Um, there's Vision and Scarlet Witch, mm. which is like... I, I, yeah, I, totally. I, I'm good with I'm it. Um, then there's Hawkeye show, and then there's the Falcon and Winter Soldier. That one I'm eh. less excited about. Winter Soldier has never been one of my, my faves in the Marvel Cinematic no. Universe. He's fine in the comic books, but maybe this will be more like the comic books. Falcon's just weird. I mean, I He's I don't just know. Got a weird suit. It's 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 a I don't know of the the three or of the four the most excited Loki next excited probably Vision and Scarlet Witch because that's awesome and then Hawkeye then the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, this is where it gets wild. Disney CFO Christine McCarthy said expect sixty million to ninety million subscribers for Disney Plus around the world by end of fiscal twenty twenty four with two-thirds of those residing outside the U.S. Disney Plus peak operating losses are expected to be between fiscal years, so they're going to lose the most money between fiscal years 2020 and 2022. Mm. It's targeted to achieve profitability in fiscal year 2024, McCarthy said. That's crazy. Um, like, it's, uh, that's, that's not unheard of, mm. like, within, like, Silicon Valley. I think that's... Uh, more unheard of with in a company that is not funded by venture capitalists, mm-hmm. investors. It's funny to me that Disney, again, we've talked about on, the, on this show how they make big bets and in order to get big returns. Like, and if it's not going to give them big returns, they don't do it. Yeah. Like they just, they don't, they don't do small bets. And I feel like this exemplifies that where like, this is a Big bet. They're putting down a lot of money on the, the the show production. They're, you know, I guess CBS has done this with their app too, where they're, oh, these are exclusive shows to the streaming service. We're trying to push down that road. But this is the most um, since Netflix that someone has gone just all in on a thing. Yeah. And to price it that, like, low, it's like, okay, this is, uh, this is we're going to be super duper competitive. It's half the price of Netflix. Um I don't know. It's just, it's to see them make this massive bet, and it's like hopefully it pays off for them. You know, if, for if you're an investor, like I, you know, as a consumer, I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter to me. I'm I hopefully I, I like Disney stuff. Hopefully those things are good and it's good quality product and it continues. Yeah. But it's like it is the biggest bet we've seen them make, and it's the and who knows? Like we won't see if it will pay off for <laughs> another know. five Dude, years. That's a long time. Like we're gonna be so many more episodes into this podcast before we even know if it's successful. Yeah, that's insane. It's it it blows my mind a little bit the the dollar amounts and then the sheer like the fact that they've broken this down like these are the two years that production will be of our shows will be the most expensive at that point. Right. And we won't be in in the realm of like profitability at that point. And so it's just fascinating to watch them make this massive bet. But then it's also weird because we haven't seen a company spin up a streaming service this large and what will inevitably be a huge service ever. Like Netflix has started off so small, like started off as the, Oh, we're going to mail your discs to you. Right. And then whenever they did go over into the, uh, into the streaming side, it was very like terrible. Yeah. Like it was like terrible quality. There was no content Netflix? there. Like whenever they, the first year that they did it, they, they I don't remember it being terrible. The, uh, maybe it was just bad because I had bad internet at the time. Too. <laughs> yeah, Cause you were stealing uh, yeah. your neighbor's internet. But like they increased the technology. Like they, they basically redid their entire streaming system um, and, and outsourced it. Like they, they, they dropped their entire uh, technology team that was doing the streaming stuff, hired an outside company and like inevitably bought that company to build their streaming stuff. And so, like that was a slow growth thing too, where it's like, oh, now we have the technology to actually stream these things, vi- you know, viably. Yeah. And then we're gonna get all of this slow stuff. We haven't seen somebody just go, we're going big into streaming right now. Yeah. You know, who I mean, was we, a slow thing too? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, well, CBS. I think CBS we did. Yeah. Like, we just haven't seen them throw this much power behind. It. And actually, like I would also say, I think DC. Like they have, I that's mean, true. I, I haven't, like, that's true. I haven't watched anything on that platform, but they have a ton of stuff yeah. over there right now. Warner Brothers, you know, it's like, uh, hey, yeah. we're dropping, dropping so, major cash on, on production. On I stuff. think it's, just, it's, it's something like, this is just this large and like CBS, you know, that's $10 a month. Yeah. I don't know how much the DC thing is. I feel like it's around that same price point. Yeah. I think this is the lowest, like it's priced really competitively. I think it's priced for families because I think they know that 
you're not going to get people to switch from Netflix to Disney uh, Plus. Yeah. What you have to do then is Disney Plus has to be in addition to whatever other service uh, that your customers already use. And so it has to be At least for the time being, you know, but once you get people over. I don't think it ever will. Why would you ever do that? I mean, I feel like once you get people over to your system, oh, I'm watching the the Disney service far more than I'm watching Netflix. And then you just cancel your Netflix. I don't think that's anyone's, I don't think that's anyone's strategy anymore. Like, uh, you, you have like, um, obviously like exclusive shows like or shows that are only on, you know, Seinfeld's only on Hulu and they signed this big deal for it to only be over there. But I think uh, Hulu's mm-hmm. big thing is like you can watch live television series like yeah. the day after they're out. You can't yeah. do that on Netflix mm-hmm. because I think Hulu knows you have your Netflix subscription. You're mm-hmm. gonna, like we've what we've gone from, we've gone from having these huge cable packages mm-hmm. where we're paying, you know, $100 a month for all these channels to replacing it with we're playing you know hundred dollars a month with all these different various streaming services. Well, and the, the the interesting thing is as a consumer, how I use those streaming services is fascinating because I'm always on on Netflix, right? So that one's the one that doesn't I don't ever cancel, but I'll cancel my Hulu uh, during the summer because there's no like oh it's not like there's no new shows and this I'm just not watching as much on it. Um, the same for like the CBS app, like I'll after at the end of a season, quote unquote, because they don't they don't go by the traditional television seasons. They'll air stuff in the summer, they air stuff over the Christmas break, but whenever a full season of something that I want to watch is finally out. I'll subscribe, watch that thing. And then I bounce, um, the Disney service, the, like from the way that they're talking about it and things like it appeals to me so much that I feel like I'm kind of in regardless because the fact that they have all of the entire Disney catalog, regardless of uh, vault, you know, we've talked about that on the podcast before where they just completely ignoring the vault doesn't exist anymore, which was a, uh, a system that they put in place to keep people from, um, basically to get people to rebuy the same thing, same movie in different formats as it kind of aged and to not grow stale, not saturate the market with their own, with their own yeah. stuff. I think at this point it's kind of like, I mean, and I think Disney's pricing shows this. Like we just we just assume that everyone has Netflix, That's right? And whatever else, they're gonna have to make choices on what they add on top of this. Can you get someone to pay six ninety nine instead of Hulu's uh, ten dollars a month or mm-hmm. CBS's ten dollars a month? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, I mean, in DC Universe is uh, is seven ninety nine monthly, or if you buy a full year, which again, unless you're consuming like your comics and things like that there as well, yeah. Um, which they actually just made that a little bit more. Um, appealing to dc did uh but that's 74 dollars a year so 75 bucks a year um but yeah so that that service is is less expensive than hulu as well or, or less expensive than um cbs as well so i don't know like i feel like that's that's the kind of the world that you live in right now is that you know hey these if you're going to launch a streaming service get a lot of people in the door try to like price it you know competitively with with these other services Fascinating, totally. dude. Uh, so in fiscal year, uh, I'm going to continue with this article a little bit. In fiscal year 2020, Disney will spend $1 billion in cash on original programming for Disney+, Plus, while it will have just under $1 billion in operating expenses, according to McCarthy. Can you look something else up for me? Sorry. Yeah. So this is, we're just, I feel like we're just doing research I'm here on, on the show. You know? I'm yeah. just fact-checking. Well, how much, is, uh, how much does uh, Netflix spend annually? I feel like it's something around $6 billion or something crazy like that right now on uh, original programming. I just want to see how it compares. Uh, Disney Plus will be an ad-free service supported solely by subscription fees. It's going to have a wide platform footprint spanning game consoles, smart TVs, and connected streaming devices, including Roku and PlayStation 4, said Michael Paul, president of Disney Streaming Services, formerly BAM Tech. BAM Tech! It's all in caps. (laughs) BAM! It's BAM in in caps. (laughs) Uh, After Disney Plus's initial North American launch in the fourth quarter of 2019 the service will roll out to europe latin america and asia as disney's international rights return to the company from licensees according to paul so here we go yeah this is a uh, so i found found the netflix number all right and it's wild so in in 2018 <laughs> netflix spent 12 billion dollars holy moly that's twice as much as i thought it was. on content analysts expect that is that grow. original content or is that purchasing rights for like so, streaming rights for movies mm, and- that's a good that's a good question i believe that's all of it all of it together. Yeah, that's what it looks like here. Okay. Um, but that's going to go up to fifteen billion. Oh my gosh. In twenty nineteen, that is 
a ridiculous number in my like i'm just looking at this like what i'm looking to see if they break down like what the original content uh output is but the majority of their stuff these days like they've said that the majority of the money that they try to spend is on original content totally i mean because Um, i mean that has a high return on investment right because it gets people exclusively to your platform you don't have to keep investing in rights that will eventually return to someone else or something like that yeah um Maybe that is. Wow. So yeah, that is. Uh, that is in on original content. The twelve billion dollars is on original content. That's Fortune.com says uh, <laughs> they uh, projected on June thirtieth this past year that uh, Netflix will spend twelve to thirteen billion dollars on original content. That's nuts. Wow. Um. So Disney is about a twelfth of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sounds uh, right. Sounds right. Uh. So yeah. Uh, let's see here. The new details on Disney Plus come nearly two years after Disney announced the end of its exclusive output deal with Netflix in the summer of 2017 and originally revealed plans to launch its own direct-to-consumer streaming rival. The company last fall announced that the Disney Plus name, echoing its ESPN Plus subscription offering, and previously said the – what is the S before VOD? View on demand. What's S? Subscription view on demand. Yes, that's it. Subscription to view and demand service would launch in the U.S. in late 2019. Disney Plus will be the exclusive subscription view and demand home for new releases from Walt Disney Studios, Pixar, Lucasfilm, and Marvel, beginning with a 2019 theatrical slate, which includes Captain Marvel, Toy Story 4, Dumbo, Frozen 2, the live-action remakes of Aladdin and the Lion King, and Star Wars Episode Nine. It also features a lineup of original series and films, so that's going to be the only place you can watch those streaming yep. ever. Yeah. The <laughs> sir, <laughs> that like my queue in Netflix right now consists of a lot of Disney. Oh, movies. totally, man. The service will also offer access to Disney's film library, including within the first year of Disney Plus's launch, all of the Star Wars films, mm-hmm. according to Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy. That's cool, dude. That's so nice. Like that will be really nice to be able to uh, to just watch the. Star I mean, Wars I own them. Yeah, I, I own the digital copies, but yeah, that's the. But best. Like, to not have to get the actual like blu-ray or like whatever out for me like because i yeah yeah i only own the force awakens i believe digitally that was according to lucasfilm president kathleen kennedy also in the disney plus lineup at launch will be 250 hours of national geographic content including documentary films jane and oscar winner free solo which is on netflix i feel like right now yeah it's either on netflix or it's on uh hulu i think it's on netflix and hundreds of episodes from disney channel shows as well as a brand new phineas and ferb movie my goodness. Did we know about that? See, I didn't know about that. No, I didn't. That blows my mind, Chris. You just made my night. <laughs> like, you might have made my week. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I love Phineas and Ferb. Oh, I, yeah. I even brought him up earlier in the episode. Yeah. Didn't know this was coming. Yeah. That's amazing. At some point, Disney will likely, in quotes, deliver a... I don't know why that's in quotes. Will likely deliver... Oh, it's just like, will likely deliver discounted bundle. A discounted bundle combining Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, and Hulu, according to Mayer. So that's the other fascinating thing. Like with the Fox acquisition, they own so much of Hulu. Who was mayor? And they're competing Who? with themselves essentially. Yeah, I think he was the uh, the home streaming d- pro- yeah. Uh, person. Yeah, Hang or on. or the home DVD um, guy, <laughs> like the uh, whatever it is the oh the the home market. Hang on, I got I got to figure out who this guy was. I'm trying to figure uh, out where this uh, debuted. Is it on Netflix or the free solo? Mayor. That's what I'm looking up. Um, dude, it blows my mind that this is a service that is real. He's the chairman of Disney's direct consumer and international business segment. Okay. Disney is going to going out with three separate subscription streaming products. Wait, wait, hang on. They'll package it with Hulu, according to Mayer, but he didn't provide any specifics. Disney plus content will be, will all be available to download for offline viewing and will be available in 4K format. That's crazy, too. Yeah. Because there's a lot of Disney stuff that's not available in 4K on iTunes. That's true. I don't even know if... It was Hulu, by the way. It was Hulu. They yeah. recently like uh, put out 4K Blu-rays mm-hmm. of uh, like the Marvel movies. Well, and you think about... Okay, so I think about the 4K offering and the the, the price. Because Netflix... In order to get your 4K, you streamed to you. You have yep. to pay more, which I do. Which you do. You, you do. It's I like, don't. It's like 14 bucks or um, something like that. Because I don't have a 4K television. Right. But like, 
Yeah, like this is that seems fascinating that they're planning on doing that, and you know, I don't know if they'll introduce another pricing tier eventually, maybe for the fact that it's 4K. But like that's that seems like an incredibly good deal. I don't understand this uh, paragraph. Disney is going out with three separate subscription streaming products with the potential of bundling them to give consumers more choice. According to Iger, a fat bundle would not be the right thing to do in this space, which is what they just said. Yeah, they're thinking about doing. Whatever. Well, that's what Mayer th- said he was thinking about doing, but Iger didn't. In addition to forecasts for Disney Plus, McCarthy projected Hulu. Do they own how much of Hulu do they own? Um, I, mean, I think it's over fifty percent at this point because they bought Fox, and Fox owned a bunch oh, of it too. Oh, yeah, you're right. Projected Hulu will have forty million to sixty million subscribers by end of fiscal year 2024, with operating losses to peak at one point five billion in fiscal year t- 2019. What? Why go, is Hulu may, may not making money? Oh, uh, because I don't. Who knows? But Disney and Fox, uh, at the time, like that, they were that they purchased Fox. Fox owned thirty percent, and Disney owned thirty percent. So now Disney owns sixty percent of Hulu. So Hulu achieving profit. Uh, AT and T owns the other ten percent uh, through Time Warner. There's well, there's more than ten percent left. Well, I mean, like yeah, there's another the, thirty floating out let me there. See who else owns it. <laughs> that blows my mind. <sighs> Okay. okay. Did you find it? No. No. Oh, so oh, it might be AT&T owns the other 10% of uh, Fox's share. I, I, anyway, regardless, crazy. Disney owns 60% now. Yeah. Okay, so Hulu is going to have operating losses at $1.5 billion in fiscal year 2019. Uh, Hulu will achieve profitability in fiscal year 2023 or 24. That's merely yeah. two years or three years <laughs> Before, I guarantee two, Disney, two years or one year before Disney's app. Disney grabbed it and was just like, come on, guys. Uh, ESPN Plus is expected to have 8 million to 12 million subs by fiscal year 2024. Hmm. Um, Disney is planning to market Disney Plus with a, with, quote, a synergy campaign of a magnitude that is unprecedented in the history of the Walt Disney Company, end quote, said Ricky Strauss, president of content and marketing for Disney+. Plus. He said the goal is achieving 95% brand awareness of Disney+. Plus. Now that Disney owns 60% of Hulu, there you go, <laughs> there it through is. its acquisition of 21st Century Fox, it's exploring the launch of Hulu in international markets, Mayer said. It isn't already in international markets? Apparently not. <laughs> Get that thing out there, Good folks. Grief. Come on. I mean, I... <laughs> Why isn't it out there in international uh, markets? Disney has been in active discussions with AT&T to acquire the 10% stake that Warner Media owns in Hulu, mm. Variety reported. Okay. So, so they, they want to the own 70%. They want 70% of it. At the Investor Day event, the company screened clips of content coming to Disney+, Plus, including Frozen 2, Toy Story 4, The Mandalorian, a big-budget series set in the Star Wars universe written and executive produced by Jon Favreau, and Disney... Channel's 10-episode high school musical, The Series, based on the movie French. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's it, so good. It also previewed Disney Plus original movies, Noel, a movie starring Anna Kendrick as Santa Claus's daughter, and Stargirl starring Grace Vanderwall, and provided a behind-the-scenes look at the live-action remake of Lady and the Tramp. Did I know that? I didn't know that was happening. Yeah, I knew that was happening. I hope it's like a homeward bound situation. It's like you realize like every single one of the animated I realize movies, it. I just they're going to make did. it into a live action. What if the great mouse detective? I, they better do. <laughs> Is that Disney? I don't even no, know if it's Disney. I don't Disney. think so. <laughs> yeah, we need a fact check on that. <laughs> fact checking. Yeah. Just the great up. mouse detective. <laughs> I know Feifel is not is not Disney. That's like uh, Spielberg or something like that. <laughs> okay, go into IMDb. Let's figure this out. <laughs> oh my! I want gosh. a live action of the Great Mouse Detective, though. <laughs> that, would that would be so phenomenal. Good. And it's literally people oh, in mouse suits. Man. That's I want it to be like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles original movies, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Only with ma- mice, people in mice suits, in giant sets. <laughs> Where is like where on IMDb do I find uh, this? Look on like Wikipedia. Wikipedia okay. is like will tell you the studio. <laughs> okay, a little Wikipedia. easier, more apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, oh, it's Disney. Yes, yes. So we can get it. We get it. <laughs> What's funny is in, in the IMDb. In one of the uh, one of my favorite things about IMDb is both the tags, like people who like will tag a film as certain things. Um, those are all really fun. But then also the uh, the fun facts, like the yeah. trivia. And one of the trivia was the has has the same bark uh, as the Lady and the Tramp. 
And so like they must have used the same like sound file for like the That's bark in, at one point. What do you mean we sound file back then? It would yeah, be like a like the, uh, tape. tape. Like literally, oh, where's that tape of that dog barking? We we need some more dogs barking around here. We need our stock dog barks. <laughs> where's that where's that dog bark stock? <laughs> Bring that tape in. Bring it in. And literally, probably somebody just had a tape of the you know the lady in the yeah. tramp. <laughs> Play it in there. Uh, however, oh wait wait. Uh, okay, so it's going to uh, let's go back to the beginning. It's, uh, Disney Channel original movies, a behind the scenes look at live action remake of Lady and the Tramp. However, on its webcast, it blacked out those oh citing rights issues. It just doesn't want. Yeah. Mayer also briefly demoed the Disney Plus app in front of the audience of analysts and media, noting that users will be able, be able to navigate through the service by brand. Disney Plus also, also I guess National Geographic, Marvel, Fox, so, yeah, Lucasfilm, Star Wars. Disney Plus also includes an age restricted parent also includes age restricted parental controls. Parental controls. Hmm. Iger had previously said Disney Plus would be substantially cheaper than Netflix, and analysts had speculated that Disney could charge five to eight dollars per month for the service. By comparison, Netflix's standard two HD plan is twelve ninety nine per month after a price hike, and and HBO now costs fourteen ninety nine. Wall Street generally has been bullish on the Disney Plus strategy, although there have been looming questions about how the economics of the service will work. Analyst projections for Disney Plus subscribers have been far more conservative than those Disney laid out Thursday. In an April 8th note, Morgan Stanley's Ben Swinburne, Swinburne forecast 5 million Disney Plus subs by the end of 2020 and 30 million by 2024. He estimated that Disney will spend $2 billion to $3 billion in content associated with Disney Plus, which includes around $1.2 billion in foregone content licensing revenue. Who are they licensing stuff from? They ha- they own it all. They own it all. I don't know. That's a good question. Citing Disney Plus as a major catalyst, BMO Capital Markets Media and interna- Internet Analyst Daniel Salmon. Salmon? Who knows? No one knows. Upgraded <laughs> Disney's shares to outperform. I think from, he would know probably. You know, I don't even think he knows. <laughs> from market perform and set a 12-month price target of $140 per share on the stock. We continue to like Netflix and Amazon more than Disney, but are comfortable recommending all three as we expect them all to be long-term winners in global direct-to-consumer streaming, hmm. Salmon wrote in a note published prior to Disney investors, Disney's Investor Day briefing. Over the past several months, Disney has announced a slew of programming it's queuing up for Disney Plus that includes The Mandalorian, a prequel to Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, starring Diego Luna, the next season of Star Wars animated series Clone Wars, and a new series based on Pixar's Monsters, Inc. called Monsters at Work. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. In addition, Disney Plus is set to get several Marvel live action series, including one centered on Loki, starring Tom Hiddleston, WandaVision, with Elizabeth Olsen returning as Wanda Maximoff, and Paul Bettany replacing his role as the Vision, and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, starring Anthony Mackie as Falcon and Sebastian Stan as Winter Soldier. In addition, shows are in the works featuring Scarlet Witch, played by Elizabeth Olsen. We just talked about that mm-hmm. one. And Hawkeye with Jeremy Renner set to reprise the role. Hmm. Oh, I guess maybe Hawkeye will also feature Scarlet Witch. Is that hmm. what we're saying? I mean, I, I could see all of those shows crossing over into each other. It <laughs> yeah. would just increase <laughs> said synergy that we referenced earlier. Totally. <laughs> uh, I just want Black Widow to be end up in there. Oh Disney, earlier this week announced a slate of nonfiction series, including Kristen Bell's Encore, in which she reunites members of high school musicals, restaged the productions, and a docuseries from director and producer Leslie Iwerks chronicling Walt Disney Imagineering's 65-plus year history. So awesome. Both of those I'm so in for. I just love the idea of Kristen Bell reuniting yeah, sounds, high school musical people. Yeah, that sounds people. crazy. I can't imagine, awesome. like, whenever I was in uh, Joseph the Techno Gorilla Dreamcoat, <laughs> I... I hope she uh, reunites that cast. Yes, a, it was so fun. It was a slam, slam dunk cast there. My favorite pants I ruined in the dress rehearsal for uh, for that 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 <laughs> thing. Wait, what pants? It's because like you were supposed to like run out on the stage and, and like I like I slid in my pants and they got holes in the knees. What pants? They were my. <laughs> let's let's simplify how cool I was, Chris. They were my double zip off pants. Oh, nice. So like they could be long pants. They could be capris, yeah. and then they could be shorts. And and uh, you got holes in your your got knees. Got holes in, in in. They could still be shorts at that point. Bummer. <laughs> yeah, they could still totally be shorts, but I could no longer be capris or long pants. That sucks, bro. The, the zip off, 
pants died that day. So that was uh that was a lot of uh, a lot of reading there. Man, it, it I I knew that they would own more than fifty percent of Hulu, but sixty percent of Hulu, and then potentially wanting to buy a seventy percent stake in Hulu like that, kind of just blows my mind that they're now they just also. Own Hulu. Yeah, they're literally creating a streaming service that's going to compete with Hulu. No, I, um, I, again, I don't think it does. I think I think the approach of these series, of yeah. the, like, hey, we are all just like, we need to. We're not trying to replace Netflix. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be in addition to Netflix. Yeah, and you think about like with Hulu specifically, Hulu. like their their idea of like this dual kind of, uh, we're like, okay, we're buying this our streaming service that already exists, and it can you know help share the technology with their streaming service that they're spinning up. Yeah, but they can also um, they now have like if they want to keep their Disney Plus streaming service family friendly, they also own seventy percent of something that they can put. Yeah, all, you know the totally. the mature content on, um, or leave like the shows that like wouldn't be appropriate for families, you know, or whatever. Which I mean, um, yeah, we've talked about the whole family friendly thing. Like, <laughs> what exactly does that even mean? Well, anymore, yeah, like, you well, know? I was just look at the Simpsons. I wouldn't necessarily call that family no. friendly. No, I mean, like, and think about oh, dude, the Simpsons. I, I looked up to see like what season they're on. They're on season like three of oh, the yeah, Simpsons. It's, it's Th- Thirty, not three. It's Thirty of the Simpsons. It's like, oh my gosh, that's it's crazy to have that many episodes of any single show. On the streaming service, just off the bat, like wow. Yeah. Anyway, um, fascinating. I'm gonna subscribe. Totally. It's not a question in my mind. Like I, no. I watch enough Disney content, like just in general, whether it's the Disney Channel stuff or the movies or like whatever. Like I watch enough Disney content, especially even on my Netflix. Like watching, you know, the, through like sh- Disney shows on Netflix all yeah. the time too. So I mean, I so I stay subscribed to Hulu primarily because I can watch Seinfeld. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Why would I not say subscribe to this just so I can watch uh, Star Wars anytime I want to? It's true, Star Wars, and then all of the new shows, the new totally. Star Wars. Oh shows. yeah, I'm not. I'm just saying, like at a base level. Yeah, I would. I would subscribe to this. Yeah, because of Star Wars, probably, and that's the news. Well, Chris, next week we're gonna have so much stuff to talk about Star oh, Wars. Oh man, well, yeah, so much Star Wars stuff. Uh, I will have watched the uh, the premiere of. Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, and uh, is there anything else happening next week? I mean, it's it's uh, Easter next week, so no. There, I don't, there's I don't, no movies maybe, or anything? No, there's no movie that comes out on, on Friday no next No games? Week no. Um, cool. Well. <laughs> yeah, I think that's basically... We're going to have all the Star Wars Celebration news to talk about. That's amazing. Which is great. I'm cool with it. Um, you can find us online at samtargetpodcast.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. On Twitter at ChrisWright250. And John Wright 777. And at Stay in Target Pod. That's right. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. It's funny, this episode specifically, like, because, like, we really didn't pre talk about this at all. No. And it was literally just like a conversation of, like, hey, you know, let's find this out. Let's investigate this. Let's look that up. Yeah. I do feel like I learned a lot. I feel like I learned a whole lot. So hopefully, everyone who has, you know, been on this journey with us has also learned a lot. Totally. It's awesome. Also, this is more of a a look into just like a more just like natural conversation that we normally have where we haven't prepped anything. That's right. Oh, we don't prep before we have conversations with each other. No. We don't sit down on the couch like, so, John, what have you uh, prepared for me? Yeah, what what bullet points do you have? What what talking points do you want to discuss? But regardless, like most of the time, like I have already like read up a lot of yeah, things, and like, like yeah, on informed, things. formed an opinion. Yeah, and I kind of like this better. I kind of like I kind of like doing this better. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has like a a, a more um, I don't know. It's just a different vibe. We should just not cool. look at anything Star Wars related until the podcast next week. We literally just read the news live on the show. Yeah, <laughs> and holy know. crap! I don't know if that's possible. The bringing Jar Jar back. Oh my goodness, he is the Mandalorian <laughs> under the helmet. <laughs> How does he fit his ears under there? He was Stoke all along. <laughs> oh, Wouldn't man. that be crazy? Remember when we thought that Snoke was gigantic? Oh my gosh. And then, and then Snoke was killed in the second one. Why? Ryan okay. Johnson's a Why? moron. If you are, uh, if you're, you know, putting together this, uh, the holo- hologram projector or whatever, like, you, we're going to build, like, a 14-story room just to have a hologram in. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> it's really logical. It's, just, it's cool, though. It is cool, because it was intimidating. Yeah. It's like, this guy thinks so much of himself that he makes his people build gigantic projectors of him. He's not very big. (laughs) Anyway, Chris. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on Target. Target.